Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock directed thriller North by Northwest. I am but mad North Northwest. When the wind is southerly, I know a hawk from a handsaw. One minute of screen time per episode. Here's your capitalist scum host for Minute 12 from the Dave Made a Minute podcast, Professor Robert E. G. Blake. Take a shot. Page 16 of the shooting script changes dated 9-22-58, scene 31 continued. While this location reportedly is the interior of the same Westbury mansion used for the exterior, the shape of this room does not match any of the studies from the actual house, at least not as it exists today. The room we see in the film is not a simple rectangle, but has two angle sections of walls with built-in shelves on either side of the fireplace. The only room in the actual house that has such corners what the f- is the master bathroom. What is this place? Guys. What is this? Where are we? To make matters worse, the front hall seen in minute nine does not match the front hall from the actual house either. So were these sets? Has the house been remodeled so significantly since 1958 that the rooms just don't match? You don't know! Yet if you look at photos of the various studies in Westbury House or the various fireplaces, the style is similar. We're not twins! For some actual interiors on film, at least of one room, you can watch 2007's American Gangster. They also use the exterior in, among other films, Cruel Intentions, but the interiors for Valmont Mansion came from Otis Chandler Mansion in Los Angeles. This happens a lot, of course. Exteriors and interiors that do not match. For example, while working on my blog, Groundhog Day Project, I realized that part of the problem with Phil's room at the top floor of the Cherry Street Inn is that it doesn't match the exterior of the house, but it does sort of match. And I realized what happened is at some point in the production, someone reversed a photo or a drawing, and so their blueprint for their set, which was interior in a stage, was literally reverse of the exterior of the house. So when he goes to the windows and there should be nothing off to his right, there is a bathroom off to his right because in the exterior there is extra space off to what would be the left. And you get whole other problems with interiors and exteriors that don't match when you do things like this. Windows that don't go the right way. Doors that go in and out in different directions depending on whether you're outside them or inside them because you're using different locations and matching them together to get what you want. And you get into like this thing where basic research. You look up, what house is this? Oh, it's Westbury Mansion. Okay, fine. My basic research goes a step further. I got a blueprint of the house that I found online. I looked up the hashtag um, Westbury House, Westbury Mansion, Westbury Gardens. Or Old Westbury Mansion, Old Westbury Variations of these hashtags on like Instagram. And look at people's pictures of the inside of the house, trying to match which study is this, because I'm hoping that it is going to be. I think I mentioned this again later in my notes, but it's going to be the the study where there is a, a hidden panel where books move out of the way and there's a collection of violins behind it. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's what you need. If you're going to be a rich person with a mansion, that's what I'm going to have. I'm going to have hidden compartments, not for anything secret, not weird tunnels that go places, not like weapons or maybe a, if I'm actually rich, maybe I'll have a panic room. but. You know, you want to have just weird shit. You open, like, where's your TV? I don't have a TV. I'm a rich person. I don't watch television. But then you just move a bookshelf out of the way and there's a giant television. You know, that kind of thing. Or an entire wall that just turns into a TV screen. Like Barney Stinson. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you don't have a TV. See that wall? 
300-inch flat screen. They only sell them in Japan, but I know a guy. I'd ship it over in a tugboat like freaking King Kong. It hurts my eyes. Yeah, that doesn't go away. And I had so much research on Old Westbury Gardens, too. John Phipps, whose father Henry worked with Andrew Carnegie at U.S. Steel, and who commissioned Westbury House to be built for his wife Margarita Grace. George Crawley, the architect hired to design and build it, echoing in its design Battle Abbey, where John and Margarita had been married, the gardens Margarita built up, which you can still tour to this day, the various children they raised in this house and what their lives turned out to be, and I had all this stuff I was going to obsess about going off in weird directions. (sighs) So many details lost. All those moments will be lost. In time, like tears in rain. Man, of course. Leonard starts to chuckle. Leonard puts a cigarette case back into his jacket pocket. Thornhill, smiling. So obviously your friends friends picked picked up the wrong package package when they they bundled bundled me out here here in the car. car. Man, tired of all this. Do sit down, Mr. Kaplan. Just as Leonard takes out a lighter for Van Damme's cigarette, we angle on Thornhill. Thornhill, the smile fades. I told, I told you, you I'm, I'm not Kaplan, Kaplan whoever he is. He is distracted by the door. Angle on door. However, in the script, he does continue this line as the door opens. I'm Roger Thornhill of the Wadley and Rap Agency, and unless you gentlemen happen to be interested in advertising something, this meeting is going to turn out to be an enormous bust for all concerned. Now, the door opens, and a handsome woman in her 40s peers in. Josephine Hutchinson as Mrs. Townsend. Woman. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Man, politely, off-screen. Yes. yes? Woman. The, the guests, guests are here, here dear. Man. Look, look after them. them. I'll be I'll with be you in a few, a few minutes. minutes. She leaves. Downward angle on the three men. What looks like a narrow Baluchi Persian rug runs along the bottom of the fireplace. In the center of the room, we will see in other shots a much larger Cashin Persian rug. Van Damme's cigarette is now lit. In the script, Thornhill says, Don't bother to set a place for me, Mrs. Townsend. I won't be staying for dinner. And she gives a flustered glance in the direction of the men, then hurriedly withdraws and closes the door. In the film, man to Thornhill. Now should we get get down down to business? business? Thornhill. I'm I'm all for that. that. Leonard moves closer to Thornhill. Man, quite simply, I'd like you to tell me how much you know of our arrangements and and of course how you've come by this information. Naturally, I don't expect to get this for nothing. Thornhill, with a sarcastic bow of the head. Of course not. Man. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I don't, I don't really expect you to fall in with this suggestion. suggestion. But the least I can do is afford you the opportunity of surviving the evening. Thornhill has turned and moved toward the desk. The camera follows. Smash cut now to close on Thornhill. He turns abruptly around. Thornhill frowns. What, what the, the devil, devil is that, that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean? What was that? What's that supposed to mean? Angle on Leonard and Van Damme. Man, why don't you surprise me, Mr. Kaplan, and say yes? Thornhill off screen. I've already told told you. Leonard, interrupting. We know know where you're you're headed headed for. Close on Thornhill. Thornhill, turning on him. And And I know know where I'm headed. I'm headed headed for for the Winter Garden Garden Theater in New York. York, I I think think I better better get going. The Winter Garden Theater is located at 1634 Broadway. Notably, the theater's longest run was Cats, which opened 7th October 1982 and ran 7,485 shows. This is the week of Thanksgiving, November 1959, per newspaper props later in the film. The production of the Winter Garden Theater at the time was Bayanihan, a Philippine dance company performance that opened October 13th. 
51 years and 15 international tours later, an ad for such a performance at Sangamon Auditorium, Springfield, Illinois. A national treasure. The Bayanihan Philippine National Dance Company brings the extraordinary beauty, graceful dances, and the music of their exotic islands to you. Newsweek says enchanting, engaging, and graceful. And the New York Times calls the Bayanihan beautiful and one of the most popular of all folk dance troops. Experience the rich traditions of a glorious people. The Bayanihan Philippine National Dance Company. Tickets are now on sale. The word Bayanihan translates roughly as being a community. Community spirit. And is often used to describe a Filipino custom of house moving. A. Sutherland explains at ancientpages.com 6th September 2018. Quote, According to this custom, villagers help someone relocate by lifting up their entire house and moving it somewhere else. When we say entire house, we mean really the whole house, including its walls and roof. It sounds like a tremendous effort, but the traditional Filipino house, the Bayhakubo, can be moved using wooden poles which are carried from the old place to the new one. The Bayhakubo house is not very heavy, which means that a group of people can lift and carry it on their shoulders. The relocation does not only involve moving the family's personal belongings, but most importantly it concerns the transfer of the family's entire house to a new location. Able-bodied men usually participated in such feats while women stood and watched, casually chatting and cheering the men on. Afterwards, there was a small gathering as a form of celebration and socialization. The Bayanahan tradition was practiced when people wished to move locations in the rural area. This was done for several reasons, but mainly to avoid impending floods or landslides. The Bayanahan derived from a Filipino word, bayan, which means nation, town, or community. The term Bayanahan itself literally means being in a bayan which refers to the spirit of communal unity, work, and cooperation to achieve a particular goal. The Bayanahan spirit is still alive, at least to some extent. There are still people in rural areas that transfer their house into another place, and people still help. Unfortunately, the Bayanahan tradition is slowly dying out. It is not practiced as frequently as before. End quote. Except, perhaps, it is practiced in projects like this one, Hitchcock Minute, allowing for a little cultural appropriation for a moment as Thornhill goes to the door, flings it open, and sees Valerian standing there, blocking the entrance. I see we have our own little Bayanahan going on in this Movies by Minutes community with a group effort like this one. Previous similar efforts like this included Die Hard Minute, which happened before I was one of these freaks, Into the Night Minute, which I had the benefit of participating in and obsessing about, and Dave Made a Minute, which I organized and hosted. We are pretty good at this stuff, I would say. So keep listening. been your host for Minute 12, Professor Robert E.G. Black. If you would like to hear more from me, check out Dave Made a Minute. Also check out my blog, The Groundhog Day Project, for more on Groundhog Day. You can find the Hitchcock Mini Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, or at the main site, HitchcockMinute.com. Find us on Facebook at the main on Washington's News, or on Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. Join us here next time on the Hitchcock Minute. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.